Hi everybody, we are Matt and Kevin and welcome to Season 2 of the Believe in Overwatch League podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Please like, rate, and subscribe to us on all your favorite podcast platforms. You can also find us on social media at Believe in OWL and Believe.com. This week, we cover the games at the Houston Outlaws homestand, the new way to get league tokens, and the introduction of Hero Pools. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's episodes of the Believe in Overwatch League podcast. This is, of course, the news segment. Um, I hope you've all been having a great start to uh, March and great end to your February. How have you been, Kevin? Pretty good. I'm, I'm kind of glad that February is over. It, it felt like a really long month, even though it is the shortest. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was we, longer than normal. We had an extra day. Yeah, we had one extra day, but still it felt like it, it dragged on for quite a while. Um, yeah, this weekend was pretty exciting. Um, I got to cast the first collegiate varsity game, which I will uh, I will go into more detail in the new segment because it is kind of new for this semester. Um, and then on Saturday, I hosted the spring Overwatch six on six tournament at um, at the Academy of Art. Since they were supposed to have, you know, a regular six-on-six tournament, um, it got to a point where we didn't have enough people to make more than two teams, right? So nobody wants to sit and watch a stream of the same two teams going at it for, you know, forever. Um, so right. we decided right. to bring back the old trick-or-treat throwdown rules. So if you make it through the entire gauntlet again, you, you win. But the the last one was just insane. Uh, it wasn't as bad as cross tandem, which took a lot of time uh-huh. um, to do. What we did is uh, so essentially what the trick or treat throwdown rules were is if you win a game, you get a punishment. But if you get through all four layers of the punishment, you win the tournament. So they progressively get harder. So the first one was we took away their chairs, um, which isn't too bad. Second one was A and D were replaced with emote. Um, so you can't side strafe. You could only walk forwards and backwards. The third one was remove primary fire. So you can't shoot. Um, and then the fourth one was that we rotated your WASD. So WASD, uh, your, your, your directional inputs were rotated by 90 degrees clockwise. Then your shift and your, essentially your jump and your crouch button were swapped and then your mouse was inverted up and down only. <laughs> oh, God, that's terrible. So, yeah, it, it kind of made its own meta, which was really interesting to see as we started implementing these things in. Essentially, the players just got either really creative or really smart with the way how they picked their heroes according to the punishment that they had. Um, uh-huh. So, yeah, it got really interesting, and it was really fun to watch. How about you? Is there anything new in the world of Matt? Okay, so for the play that I'm in, this has been a really weird week for me. So the play I'm in, um, I, I'm understudying for one of the cop roles. It's like a spoof on Nancy Drew. Um, so I like one of the roles I'm doing is I'm understudying for the town sergeant. And the way he's written, he says things like fella and and like a a lot. So I thought, okay, let's, let's do the Minnesota friendly accent for him because they say fella a lot. Turns out the, um, the playwright is actually from Minnesota. Um, her daughter, who's also working on the play, is, of course, from Minnesota. And 
so I've been watching Fargo, the the movie and the TV show to to learn that accent. And it turns out that the one of the actresses on the show is actually from Fargo. So there you've got these authentic people with the who can do the accent and then there's me being a phony. So um yeah, there's that. Uh I also dropped and chipped my hydro flask yesterday. So that's not good just cuz I was carrying everything in one hand like an idiot. Um, I went to vote yesterday. Yesterday was Super Tuesday in California. They ran out of stickers when I went, so that was very sad. I only went to vote in person because I wanted the sticker. Um, and so I, I, I've just noticed this trend that whenever I'm about to to go on a date with someone, something bad happens to them. I, I'm sure you remember my my chronicle of the girl who kept getting sick. Mm-hmm. Um, now this time, so I I matched with this girl and like. We were clicking really well. Like she knew a lot of the same things that I did. Like she knew what my favorite murder was and uh, appreciates the genius that is Tommy Wiseau. Um, I was checking with her because like she stopped being as responsive over the last two days. So I'm like, hey, are we still down for Saturday? Because we were going to go to Little Tokyo and hang out. Um, she said, actually, I just got a phone call right now that the woman who raised me ha- has cancer again. So I'm like either these girls just are, are really creative in their excuses not to go out with me, or I'm just a really bad luck charm. I don't know what it is, but either way, it's distressing. That's just unfortunate. I don't, I don't know if that's like just a string of bad luck. It could be like, at least for us in the, um, in the casting world, it, it's known as caster's curse, where if you mm-hmm. say something is going to happen, the complete opposite happens. So I try not to like, predict what's gonna happen later in life just because i'm like oh man i'm gonna cast his curse my own life <laughs> uh it's happened before where i'm like he's gonna go in with this big grab and then it just gets eaten and i'm like oh man that was my bad <laughs> like that's all on me your own bad luck charm yeah yeah well that's that's been my life for the the past week anyway shall we get into the news section of the podcast yep let's get to it cool cool so first up the ptr patch came in um just like jeff was teasing that we would get a new ptr patch sometime within the the week possibly during when the uh experimental card was up so finally came in um some highlights of what this ptr patch entail are there's a new share replay system um a lot of people have been asking for a way to share the replays that they have um and so now introduced into this ptr is a way that you can do it um these replays are going to have an alphanumerical code that's about uh six characters long that you can share on uh in the game on forums on social media um a player just has to uh input this code and they can watch your replay um you can have up to 10 replays until the next patch uh of the game um and you can unpin the different replays that you're deciding to save to make room for a new one it also says that they're going to be tracking the 10 most recently imported replay codes so that it's going to allow players to watch the same imported replay again without retyping this code so that's just going to be a a, just a huge convenience factor for people who want to watch these again and again and like analyze certain aspects of what a player has done or just because they want to watch it again um and you can also write a, a description about what's happening in this certain replay if you want to be able to to better track what is happening. Some more general updates. 
in the in-game friend requests will now only display in game once per session um real id friend requests will only show real id names in game if you've recently played with that player uh the initial heroes assemble time for games using the assault hybrid control and payload games have been further reduced from 35 seconds to 30 seconds um so that's just going to get games moving quicker uh in the assault payload and hybrid game modes for competitive when both teams complete a round of offensive and have more than two minutes of time bank in each time then each time bank is equally reduced until one team only has two minutes remaining so for an example um, if Team A finishes a round on Volskaya with 4 minutes and 37 seconds remaining in their bank, um, and Team B does it in 2 minutes and 50 seconds, uh, they're going to be reduced both 50 seconds until just until Team B has just the 2 minutes, and then Team A is going to have the 3 minutes and 47 seconds remaining. Um, I think this is going to just make games move a lot quicker. There's not going to be huge slogs of back and forth trying to capture these points. So, um, I think that's, that's, a going to be a, a quality of life improvement for a lot of people. So they're not stuck forever in the same round. Yeah, I totally agree on this actually. Um, the, the assault map change is it's 50, 50 really. Um, you feel like if you do really well on one half, you could start rolling if you had more time. Um, but I do understand that if both teams are allowed to get um essentially two minutes in minimum it should make the rounds quicker um one of the things that we have memed essentially in our friend group is volskaya industry which is the one that's actually in the (laughs) in the example um yeah usually you either hold volskaya really well or you get rolled super hard um and playing this map so much yeah and playing a six minute like best of whatever uh game of volskaya or hanamura it's you're just like oh just let this game end like i'm not here to play for another half an hour i just want to tedious yeah it's tedious and it's just why um so i do understand the change it is going to make teams think about it like really quickly the thing that i'm having a little bit of I think that the community might have a little bit of an issue with is the two minute number. Um, two mm. minutes is in theory, if you play, if you're playing as like an organized team, um, two minutes is three full team fights and a scrappy fight. So it, you usually require two to build an ultimate. And then the last one is to execute and use said ultimate. Um, but not everybody's a pro team. So, in two minutes, you can have an AKM blade problem where you like don't have Dragon Blade for three minutes and forty five seconds. So, uh, yeah, it, it could happen that way, and you don't want it to be that way. Um, essentially, just if you are gonna get playing like hybrid or um, assault or payload, you want to get your objectives clear, and you want to make sure that you are playing the objective a little bit more than you normally would. Um, because you don't have that time to extend. You, I think it's going to be have to be a lot more calculated aggression. You're going to have to be aggressive, but you're going to have to be smart about it. Because if you if you're not using these team fights to the best of your ability, then you're just charging the other team's ultimates. And at that point, you're you're definitely not going to take the point if you give them that ult advantage. 
Okay. So as Jeff promised, or not promised, but rather teased in what he was talking about with the experimental cards, there's going to be a... There was a hero update for the PTR. So I know, Kevin, you and I are both fans of the three-second Diva Boosters. Um, mm-hmm. So that's going to have a slight nerf to it. The cooldown is increased from three to four seconds. Um, specifically, what Jeff talked about is there is going to be a change to May. So May's Ice Wall's cooldown was increased from 10 seconds to 13 seconds. And now Player Collision allows large heroes to fit through one pillar gaps. So um, I'm not sure if I'm reading this correctly, but does that mean if you break down one section of May's Ice Wall, you could just fit a Charging Ryan right through? Yep. Oh, that's going to be fun. I like this change. Um, Considering how uh, dependent the meta has been right now on these May Ice Walls and the ability to um block off teams this is going to be a huge game changer yeah i definitely agree that if you're able to break down at least one pillar for the may ice wall um the rest of your team is going to be able to kind of wedge their way through um i feel like one of the funnier things that could happen though is like um players could accidentally jam other players because you can't run through i don't think you could run through enemy enemy characters correctly um so I want to see kind of the same thing that happened with if you've seen Zenyatta's block doors, like you can do things like that with the ice wall where it's like, oh, yeah, we got through. And then just like Zen ult just to hold you in. Uh, there, there could be things like that happening in the back. And I think that would be hilarious to see. Hmm. Yeah. Well, it's good to see that they finally nerfing May. I think I think it'll be a healthy update for the meta. Um Sigma's Gravitic Flux now costs 10% less to use, so hooray. Um, Soldier 76's Helix Rockets have a cooldown reduced from 8 seconds to 6 seconds, so that's potentially a lot more damage you could have a lot quicker and a lot more often. Um, maybe he'll be picked a little bit more. Uh, we'll, we'll see about that. I still think that the state of his Gravitic Flux makes him super like vulnerable, because it can yeah because he can shut it down mid animation still yeah so that's the one thing that i'm still iffy about in terms of flux um i don't know what they need to do for it i feel like sigma always has to play kind of like flanky now in order to land the gravitic flux um but i guess having it a little bit quicker would be helpful um but right other than that i still think he's gonna get shut down pretty quickly unless if you're like using him to like a crazy potential yeah, I don't think that the the decreased cost is going to make him that much better because even if you get it faster, if you're getting shut down every time, it doesn't do your team any good. It's just you get it more often to be shut down more often. So there are some general bug fixes that also came through. There's a bugs that could cause the new tag to remain on the player icon menu even when you're viewing all the new things that you've had that's actually happened to me a couple times. Um, on the PS4, I looked at everything and there's still something new somehow, but so this is a, this'll make it a little bit less annoying to look through the, uh, the UI and stuff, um, fixed another UI bug that could cause both teams to show hundred percent at the end of a control point map, which I've noticed looking at the, um, the overwatch league, it has that a lot too. When both teams cap a point or when one team caps a point, it'll show a hundred on both sides. Uh, 
so that's a that's a important fix i think not not really game breaking but if you're watching and you look you get confused at the end like how did they both cap at 100 when they were both in 99 just uh a quick fix there yeah uh there was a bug that well keep going I, i agree with that like i've actually lost games to like a bug like this where it says you're at 100 percent and we would cap even further like even after 100 but it wouldn't give us the victory and then when it went the other way it would give them that 100 and i i literally lost a couple games just because there was a bug in the ui and i was like oh, I, was I didn't really even, mad. i didn't know that it was that bad um, but yeah it, it was pretty bad but i'm i think that this should fix it um i hope that this is what the fix is um especially when it comes down to cp and assault maps those were the two main uh two of the main bugs that got me like really mad mhm there's another bug that could cause friend request toasts to be permanently displayed on the screen when getting more than one at a time um so just cl- good to clear off your your hud you don't want anything excess there that could block um, something you should be seeing or, or just cluttering you. Um, there was a bug that could cause several heroes ultimates to be silent when you're watching in third person. Um, which if you're just observing, it, it's not that big of a deal, but it's kind of annoying when you it can't. Is a, it is a, oh, go for it. Well, like when you, if, if you're just observing just for the fun of it, if you're not like doing it as, as a caster or something, it, it's just more of a mild annoyance because then you're not really understanding the full scope of what's going on but i could see as if you're doing this as a, a casting thing or you're doing it for a tournament and you're you're watching for a professional important use i can see how that would be a, a bigger problem yeah it it was a big problem i've actually encountered this during my cast um where in the middle of it you can't hear any of the abilities or like any of the ults go off and you'll be like Okay, well, Graviton Surge just happened. Okay, well, there's a Dragon Blade over in the corner. I don't know what's going on. Um, and you just have to ca- you have to cast it by by looks, which is okay. But some people really do need the sound in order to understand what's going on. Um, that's another thing that like I'm trying to train my players when I'm doing um, when I'm doing coaching is that the second most important sense in these kinds of games isn't. Like, your sight is number one because you need to be able to aim and, like, figure out where they are. But the second one isn't, like, feel of, like, map awareness. It's more of, like, listening to where they are. Knowing uh-huh. knowing where the sound is coming from gives you so much more, like, context than what a lot of people really give it credit for. So, yeah, looking at that, and um, especially if you're observing and trying to cast it, it is a little bit of an annoyance. Um Another thing that they didn't cover in this, which they need to do, um, yeah, what that bug fix actually from the last one, the friend request, like things showing up. Uh, I actually had that happen to me a couple of days ago, where it just it came up. I got a friend request because I'm starting to add the people from the team. Um, yeah, so you can play whenever. Um, and then we were just like, okay, yeah, we'll just we'll just load in to to just like a comp game no big deal and then i was like wait the friend request thing isn't going away and they're like we're already like eight minutes into the queue i'm like i don't want to restart the queue but let's just hope that it doesn't block any of my user interface 
and then we play payload and i'm like okay wait how guys how much time do we have how far are we pushing the cart like oh no it's like I, I don't know what time it is and they're just like oh, okay um they're just so i'm making them like do the same uh things that i would essentially do on a team which is call out the time for your team so you know how many fights you have um yeah but it's really beating them into their head because i literally can't see the time or the progress so at least this was a this was kind of functional for your team. Yeah, it, it's not a big deal, but like it happens sometimes. Um, so mm-hmm. I'm glad that they're addressing it, um, and at least getting it closed out. Like last time that I read the original bug fixes for this, this wasn't in there, but I'm glad that they're fixing it now. Yeah, uh, they're finally getting around to it at least. Okay, so the last general bug fix was. There is an issue that prevented uh, replays from recording in custom games that start immediately, so they fixed that. Apparently, there was a, a bug in Numbani that allowed players to stand in an unintended location near the final checkpoint. I've never run into that, so... I don't know if they mean by... You know, on the far left side of Numbani, where there's, like, there's like trees and, like, platforms? Right, yeah. Um, I could stand on those. Like, I think that might be what they're mentioning here. Um, I hope not, because, like, those are legit super exposed spots, but they're really helpful for players who need, like, the hit scan. I I hope that's not what they're mentioning here, Um, but we'll see what they do. Because if that is the case, Mm -hmm. then it essentially limits the way how hit scan players and, like, I guess Torb and Bastion can really play on the last point of Numbani. Um, um, so there's a couple more things in this PTR patch. So for Bastion's brick skin, there was a bug that caused his bullets to get bigger after he shot through a, a May ice wall. So that's being fixed. Um, Arisa's supercharger is being fixed because when it was placed on Petra's breakable floors, it wasn't being destroyed along with the floor. Um, Reinhardt had a bug that resulted in his... Him not getting the uh, environmental assist kill when uh, he charged somebody first. So they're, they're fixing that so the Reinhardts get the credit they deserve. I need this. Um, oh, yeah. Like 100%. Like I've had this. I've had like kills lost because it wouldn't count it as a kill. Um, so, yeah. If anything, getting that kill actually does help build your ult. And charging them off the side of the point and, like, stopping at the very last second. Um, and it's just like, oh, wait, no, they jumped off. It's like, no, I, I swung my hammer or I pinned him with a charge. Like, I booped him with a charge that knocked him off the side of the point. It's not a self-kill. It's like, mm-hmm. I, I did it. That was me. Um, so, yeah, I'm glad that this is being fixed. Um, I don't know if we can get into it later. I'll actually post a link uh, in the news stuff later. So there's another thing that they were testing um, that I think is a bug, but it could just be uh, a new feature. Two more like general hero fixes. There's a, a bug where Sombra, uh, not Sombra, Sigma. There, there was a fix for Sigma where his gravitic flux animation would play even when he's being sleep, when he's being slept or stunned. So they're fixing that. And there was one where, um, 
Sombra's translocator placed on a Petra breakable floor was not being destroyed along with the floor. So it sounds like Petra is a problem at this point that they're aware of and fixing. Workshop had some work done on it. Uh, there was an issue that caused player join messages to trigger multiple times when a player joined the match. Um, there was an issue with the set team score, modified team score working on assault hybrid and payload wasn't working. So they're fixing that. Um, fixed an issue causing the editor to eat the last character of a Unicode string while pasting it in text. So that's not good because I don't know that much about code, but I feel like if you're not getting all the characters in there, here there's something going to go wrong with your code. Fixed an issue causing the disallow button to fail to disable Reaper Shadow Step. Renamed spectators to non-team spectators to create... Uh, non-team spectators in create HUD text and create in-world text for clarity. Fixed an issue presenting preventing the non-team spectators option from working properly in create HUD text and create in-world text. Oh my god, that was a lot to say. And that's the end of the PTR. So yeah, if anything, the workshop things are more just quality of life stuff. Um, most of the Overwatch A team on uh, on RU is from game development. So they're telling us like, sometimes they'll look at these codes and they'll be like, yeah, this is kind of weird or this is wonky. So if anything, they are clearing up and making it a lot easier for players who are into code and are into making these kinds of modes. Um which hopefully leads to more interesting game modes. Like uh, like Hero Gauntlet is actually like one of my favorite ones to just play. Um, but yeah, we should have a lot more fun arcade modes coming in the future. And hopefully like this makes it a lot easier and more clear for the programmers. Yeah, I really like playing the zombies modes and playing the infection modes. So I look forward to the wacky creations our, our community comes up with. Okay, so um, we've been talking for a while about the different ways that we would think that they should bring in the the owl tokens again because, like, you, Kevin, you were three away from getting that Brig goat skin, yeah? And now it's never going to come back. <laughs> it's gone forever. And as we've noted with the move to YouTube gaming, um, Overwatch League has not really found a way for the community to start earning those tokens back again we're going into week five now and there's there's not been a single way for um just regular casual viewers to to watch and earn these tokens so i get i guess what the overwatch league decided to do is that you can earn a hundred owl tokens every single time you go to a homestand uh so i guess they're, they're more of a premium item now i would say um because i guess I, I don't know why they would do that uh, considering how big the community is and how not everyone is financially or or geographically available to go to these homestands, whereas before it was a very it was a very democratic thing. Like you could you get it just by being a fan and just by watching. Um, I'm not sure I agree with this option. I I think they need to just find a way to input the the uh, earning potential into the YouTube somehow talk with youtube gaming i'm sure there there's enough people with big brains on that team to to find a way um i mean i'm i'll be getting the tokens because i bought my valiant homestand pass so i'm going i have stuff for all four games uh kevin you're going to at least one or two of the games right uh i'm for sure going on the saturday for sure, for the game. Shock? Yeah, yeah for the shock um the one in berkeley um 
I don't know if work is going to hold me back to miss the Sunday one because that's uh-huh. apparently like that's the big announcement like day. So I really don't want to miss it. Um, but if work says otherwise, I'm going to have to yeah. dodge the second match, which is really unfortunate. Um, but I am also looking at some of the other matches that will be around here. I, I definitely wa- might want to go down and see an L.A. game. Um, if there is like a good matchup there, um, mm-hmm. as long as it's not like during the same time that this other thing is going on, um, I can yeah. try to make it down there. But um, yeah, once again, I feel like the Overwatch League tokens need to be available to everyone. Once again, like this is geographically like disparaging to some people who can't make it there um, and just want the tokens. What, like general. the entire Latin American world. Yeah, like literally a single team down there yeah exactly so there's no way for everybody to get the tokens and um i feel like that's just like really unfortunate i feel like the other the other way to do it would be you know to say oh it's not working for overwatch league but you can get you can get tokens for watching contenders like that's still on twitch so if they want to do it that way they can um but I feel once again, Overwatch League tokens were only available because they had the partnership with Twitch. Um, so I could see how that could be a problem. And then having only a hundred tokens if you show up at a homestand feels kind of like a like like a little bit like only a hundred tokens only buys you one skin, half a skin. It buys you half a skin. It buys you half a skin. Yeah. So it's just sad. Like. What am I supposed to do? Do I have to go twice? Like, I have to be there the whole weekend to get one skin? Like, I feel like if you go once... Like, one day should get you one skin. Or at least. Because you're spending, what, 40, maybe even more, depending on who hosts the homestand, right, per day to be there? Like, you should be able to get, like, an Overwatch League skin every single day that you go. And it shouldn't Mm -hmm. cost... It, it costs Blizzard literally nothing. Like, it's just to get us to show up. And, you know, if we have enough to actually get a whole skin uh, or, you know, two, um, that would probably make it more, you know, more likely that people would sign up and, and show up. Yeah, this is this is just, the, I, I think it's a gimmick to get people to show up, but I don't think it's an effective gimmick. Like... I personally had no interest in, in the, the Briggs skin. And if that was all that you were offering me for it, it's like, uh, eh, not that big enough of a draw for me. But I mean, at, at, at least there are finding ways for people to get them. I don't think this is a good way for people to get them, but uh, point for effort, I guess you tried. They got a consolation prize. They, they tried. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we've also been talking a lot about uh, how the coronavirus has affected the league and how the Asian homestands have really taken a hit because of this. Um, so last week, I believe it was last week, that we talked about the Seoul Dynasty match being canceled and they're offering refunds to people for who bought these, uh, these tickets. They're going to try to find a way to reschedule it so that the Seoul Dynasty and... I'm guessing the the Chinese teams in Korea are now going to put their matches on hold. 
but at least for Soul Dynasty, they're going to find a way to reschedule that match. Um, so this weekend's homestand is now instead going to be back with the Washington Justice in Washington, D.C. Um, so at least they found a way to to work around it. I'm, I'm not sure. Do you know when the next Washington Justice homestand was supposed to be? Um, I think this one was always in the schedule. Um, okay. But I can check. I don't know if there's yeah. a third one. Because the, the tweet from the Overwatch League says, the jury has been recalled. All 2020 is going back to D.C. Oh, okay, the next one is week nine. Um, The Justice were supposed to have another homestand on the ninth week. They must have, like, a really good deal by being there. Yeah. Or just, like, really good working relation with whoever is there. So if they originally it wasn't supposed to be in washington like the scramble to to set that up to fill those seats to coordinate everything must have been insane yeah so, it's probably like last minute scrappy trying to get everything together this next story is, is a fun one what happened last week in overwatch is that people discovered that uh there was a quote-unquote bug according to the overwatch league team that didn't allow you to teabag players. Like, their bodies would become obstructions, so you couldn't walk over them. You couldn't teabag them. Um, players were looking at this as, oh, no, Overwatch is banning teabagging. And then a couple days later, Overwatch League said, or Overwatch said that, no, this isn't, uh, uh, this isn't a thing we intended. This is just a bug. Uh, we'll fix it in the next PTR. Don't worry about it. Teabagging is such a big part of gamer culture, or as we call it, tactical crouching. Um, sometimes it's such a big part of the culture that to to ban it would one definitely ins- definitely spark outrage. And also, it's kind of I don't know. I don't know how you, you think you could get away with it because as we saw, people were very vocal about this ability. It's as we've said before, it's not just a a disrespect or immature thing it's a mind game like you can easily get a person tilted and get their focus off the game if you repeatedly kill them and tactical crouch on them um but also there were concerns that since the bodies are acting as obstructions now like what if someone dies in a corridor and you can't walk over them what if someone is slept in a corridor and you just can't move over them like what how is that going to impact your gameplay yeah it could be another thing of like tactical dying i don't tactical feeding <laughs> Uh, is actually like the term that we used, um, at least in MOBAs. It's like, oh yeah, it was a tactical feed. No, but it, if anything, it's um, what I've seen so far. It's just that you can't, like, um, you can't crouch over their body. You can like walk over, and it will push you, so you can't be immediately on top of them. But it's it's not that big of a like path obstruction as i thought it would be but it is like it is a little bad that you can't even even if you can't tactical crouch over them you know um if you're if you kill somebody at like point blank range um like with a melee you cannot like crouch to dodge or do anything you you're just like hovering over a body um and it works on your teammates too. You can't like crouch over your teammates. Um, 
and it's weird. It's just a weird interaction. Um, yeah. Honestly, like, I think, I think Matt and I could agree that this is probably more of a knee-jerk reaction from Blizzard itself. Um, after they're like, "Oh, we do, we didn't like the excessive amount of teabagging," and so we'll put a especially bug in, in the there. league, they're teabagging a lot in the league. Yeah, exactly. Like it was. I think the one that really sparked it was when the shock played uh, against the fuel, um, mm-hmm. and it just got people so pissed off for some reason. And I'm like, no, it's it's a mind game. It's a it's, yeah. If you're getting mad over some dude like literally crouching over your body, then like you you have bigger problems, man. Just like get back into the game state, and you're you're here to win. Um, but yeah, if anything, I think that this is it. They're gonna say, "Oh, it's an unintended bug," but I think it was actually just implemented, um, as like a kind of kind of just saying, like, you know what, we don't we don't want that here. Um, but yeah, I mm-hmm. I'm fine either way. Like, if they keep it in, as long as it doesn't impact my gameplay, I'll be fine. Um, yeah. But if it's if it gets to a point where like you can tactically feed to block somebody from getting to point. Um, then we have a problem. Like, yeah. Imagine if like you purposely die in front of the choke point on a, on Anubis, like you purposely all die in a line. Um, no one can jump over you. Nobody can like crouch or walk on top of your body. And you just have essentially another wall. You have like a may wall of dead corpses, uh, and you can't just get to can't contest the point because there's just bodies everywhere. Let the bodies hit the floor. Let the bodies hit the floor. It, it, it's now a new I'm wall. reading this Dixerta article and th- there's a funny line. So others suggested that unconscious bodies with hitboxes could block certain pathways, which would lead to tangible gameplay changes. Others told those others to just jump. <laughs> I mean, I guess we're just going to have to find the new meta for teabagging. If we can't crouch over them, maybe we just jump on their corpse instead. Um, I feel like... Body trampolines? Yeah, body trampoline. I could also see... um, What is it? Like, sprays and emotes becoming the next, like, teabag. Um, yeah. Ana literally has a teabag emoji. If you really want to, like, get in somebody's head, um, <laughs> you, you can literally do it um literally all of anna's emotes are great for like tilting people uh the candy Uh one uh the beach ball one the any of the dance ones i think is hilarious um but yeah it's just a matter of figuring out like how to get in their head now like um you can't tactical crouch over them uh sprays would be hilarious i think um it's pretty quick too um but as long as we figure out which ones are going to be used on which heroes, um, that that's going to be the the way how to go. It's just like which of the sprays that I can use will tilt my opponent the hardest. So another big thing that happened this week was the the hero pool announcement for the Overwatch League. Um, what it's going to be? Um, oh, I just dropped something. Okay, never mind. Um, so, uh, at the end of last week's matches, they during the watch point, uh, they finally picked who is going to be banned for next week. Um, and so, how they're doing it is that only t- heroes with 10% play or more are eligible. 
So if they would play 10% of the time throughout the entire week, um, that's who they're deciding who's going to be banned. So looking at who was played this week that was eligible, Diva had a 94%, 94% pick rate, Lucio 88%, Reinhardt 87%, Anna 85%, uh, May 84%, McCree 59%, uh, Moira 10%, Doomfist 10%, uh, Widowmaker 10%, and Winston 10%. Um, so the heroes that were finally selected were Ryan, Widow, McCree, and Moira. So uh, as as sad as it is that we just got Linkser back, he tweeted that, well, it looks like I'm staying home next week because uh, he's, a, he's, a, he's a snipey guy. Um, I think it was really weird how they decided to to ban these heroes. They had eight slips of paper per hero. They put them in a drum and literally spun it and pulled it out, which is... And they said they did that to, like, prove that it's completely random. I think they could have done a better job of, of mixing the names up and spinning them in the drum, but that's just me. And I don't know if that using the drum is genius or just really stupid. Or if it's genius. Or if it's really stupid. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of the drum. <laughs> That's just me. I feel like it should be the most played heroes. Um, right. Like from each category. Um, or if they're if they're looking at the percent anyway. I feel like it should be like a scale. Like Diva had 94% playtime this week. So why does she get the same amount as... Uh, Winston, who has only played 10%. Exactly. So I do feel like it should be more tactical in terms of like the way how Blizzard picks. Like Blizzard should be the ones who announce the hero pools. Just being like, you know what? Like These are the heroes that are the most played this week. We'll ban them out, and then we're supposed to rotate and put in the next one the week after. Um, the thing that I'm confused about is is this the hero pool that is going to go into competitive as well? Because as a player right now, um, today, as of as of recording today, uh, this is the last day, I believe, or yesterday was the last day to play competitive. And season 21 is when hero pools are going to be introduced. So um, I don't know if it's going to be like this where the, the league essentially randomly picks the heroes and then we all as players and other people have to figure out how to play it. Um, or if it is like the, the competitive scene for the overwatch ladder is going to be different from what is being played in the league, um, which I think was what the league didn't want to happen. They want you to watch the league and see what it's like, but since they're saying that the hero pools are going to be rotating every week, essentially by the time we watch them play, like we don't have that hero pool anymore. Like we only have like a day to play until the next one's already out. So yeah, a lot of, a lot of question marks coming out from these. Um, I just hope that it's not always this random and that right. we get, essentially games that we can or we get hero bands that actually make sense rather than just you know randomly oh it's in a barrel they have more than 10 percent. it's all good 
Uh, no, it has to be a little bit more tactical and responsive that way. Um, mm -hmm. So, as of recording today, by the way, um, we have 18 hours left on season 20. So, literally by tomorrow, we'll have our first hero pool. And, um, yeah, we'll see how that goes. We'll, we'll definitely see if it matches the league or if we're going to have to do our own thing. Um moving into the next season my thing is that I, I saw a suggestion on one of the forums is that since no hero can be banned two weeks in a row are we just going to get a thing where it's literally just a rotating meta every two weeks i could definitely see that happening um which if they were to just take the top 10 or the top four and ban those every week we would just get a rotating meta but i feel like if it's curated by blizzard by you know the development team and the people who want the game to be played the way it is um they should curate the ban list every week it shouldn't be like oh this this has the most so we have to ban this or so on and so forth it should be like okay well let's see what happens if we ban diva lucio mccree and may this this month right and people will be like oh okay um and then the next week it's like uh we remove widow doomfist like even if he's not like he might not be on the list or if he is then moira and like zarya or something weird like that um a way how to make it interesting every week so that we don't have the same thing happening over and over again i think that's just a big loophole for for the teams is is that one week thing where it's it's they're gonna be back the next week um and even if it's random like they'll still have the heroes back the next week so th there's not really that much of a sweat for them they just go back to the meta the only thing that like would hurt is if you are above diamond and you have to play your seven games per week um before uh -huh. decay so i understand that being an issue especially if you're a one trick um or apparently now in if you're a dps like you have to know three dps heroes minimum um because like let's say if your top two get banned you have to know how to play the third yeah um for us tank people we just have to know how to play at least two uh which is nice um but yeah it's gonna be interesting to see what the league bans and if that core if that correlates with what the players themselves are allowed to play um i do want essentially hero pools to be a new way how blizzard is able to shake up the meta but i hope that it isn't gonna be a rotating hero pool or like just kind of their own thing i feel like once again this is different from the way how a lot of other games do it like rainbow six has a pick ban phase but they're very you know it's always attacker defense um and it's very s simple like that. And then I don't think we have enough of a roster to start doing MOBA like pick ban phases um, where it's like, you know, you have a snake draft style where you have like bands and picks and it takes like a solid 10 minutes to draft properly. Um, but yeah, I don't think we have enough characters in the game in order to start doing that. So 
Um, if this is their best way of like figuring out how to balance a game per week on the competitive ladder, uh, we'll let them do it. Let's just hope that uh, we don't have the same thing happening where essentially the hero pools are different for the league and the competitive scene. And then also that whatever they do ban does affect the way how the game is played. I think my biggest takeaway from this is just that the drum is dumb. Drum is dumb. hundred <laughs> percent. Uh, the drum is kind of dumb. Make the list curated. Like, yeah, it shouldn't be random. Uh, and if it is random, uh, that is just unfortunate. Like, you literally saw how unfortunate it was for literally every hit scam player in the <laughs> in the place right now. Like, what are you gonna do? Run soldier? You're not gonna run soldier. Like McCree and Widow are gone. You have to play like two projectile heroes. Or if you are gonna the only other hit skin right now is like or two technically. You have like Baptiste, but you know that's... I think we're gonna see Doom in May. Yeah, it's gonna I be that's... I think it's gonna be Reaper. Or maybe May a again. hack fist. We might be it might be Doom May or it might be Sombra Doom. Yeah. Something like that. I do feel like the the May Reaper, the Blizzard Blossom is gonna return. Um even if you don't have the mm-hmm. Reinhardt, it's um just very secure. You could run it with like an Orissa instead of the Rhin. Or I don't know if you'd run Sigma in this case, because he's definitely in my opinion, he's an off tank, but his barrier says main tank. So we'll see where he lands uh in this whole yeah. thing. And I feel like Diva's still going to be powerful, even if the PTR changes come through that nerf her boosters. Um, she's still able to zip around the map really well, so um, she might just be kept in there. Um, but yeah, I feel like it's going to either go back to double shield with May Reaper um, or something else kind of along the same lines. Um, so this morning, actually, I found out I find a post from Dexerdo that apparently there there's rumblings of a, the new over, a new support hero coming to Overwatch. Um, I was under the impression that Jeff said we're not getting anything new until Overwatch Two comes out, and then just digging further into Dexerdo's archives, apparently Jeff said we'll get one hero before Overwatch Two comes out. Um, so. This all happened as my internet page loads. This all happened because the French Overwatch streamer Afia OW is claiming that uh, he claimed that he heard that there's a, a new character coming uh, during his broadcast on in when was it on the March fourth. So I guess this morning in France. Um, he said that he that players will be hearing about a new character coming out this month because it's very similar to how uh, Baptiste came out around this time last year. Um, so the streamer said that he was told this by the popular content creator and French commentator AlphaCast. Um, on March 3rd, AlphaCast was asked when he would do another interview with the character artist for Overwatch, Renaud Galland. I hope I'm pronouncing that properly, which I'm not. Definitely not. Um, Alpha replied that uh, around 19 on the 19th of March would be a, a good time when he would be talking to this character artist. Um, but later, Alpha Cast told Dixerto that he thinks Alpha's memory is playing tricks on him. They only discussed the supposition that Echo is being released in March, not a definitive fact. Um, 
do you think there's any credence to these rumors? Uh, I think if anything, it's just stirring up the kind of you know, oh, we we need something here kind of thing. Um, if anything comes out in March, um, it just means that they're resetting their quarter system from after Sigma. So, uh huh. So Sigma, then it would be whoever this is, right? And then we would get one essentially. Um, we're supposed to get one in three months, um, which would be uh, like July ish. And then we get one in September again and then just reset over and over. But I don't think that this has any like hard facts yet. We know that the overwatch team is constantly working on overwatch 2 and thinking about releasing more heroes coming closer to that date just so that when overwatch 2 drops they could say oh wait we also have three characters coming in or something like that um so if something happens on march 19th where they're just like oh announcement trailer i would be i wouldn't be mad i would be surprised if anything um but i feel like in terms of making the march 19th like an official date it's kind of it's kind of really quick unless they had something already planned um so Uh if it happens i'll be pleasantly surprised if it doesn't i'm not going to be disappointed yeah i mean i'm not i'm never i'll never be disappointed to get another hero unless there's something very wrong with the hero but i'm i'm just very surprised because i was under the impression that we wouldn't get anything to overwatch too. So if we do get uh, echo coming out this month, or at least teased to come out this month, um, do you think it'll, it'll be enough to, to keep the community going until overwatch two, or is it still gonna, as I think going to have a, a slow, a, a slow period until the second game comes out? Um, I don't think that March is the right time to release another hero. Um, uh-huh. I think if you're going to release a hero, you want to make it later in the year. Um, the reason for that is if we're releasing something now, people are going to expect another hero before Overwatch 2 comes out, which is supposed to be, you know, like later this year or, you know, uh, essentially like early next year. Um I feel like if let, let's say if they dropped it in like July or August, right? And right now they're slowly just using this time to build up more lore or more story um, that leads into Overwatch 2, then I would be totally down to like understand like why is this happening? How is this happening? Um, and then if you give us like a character from like one of those missions, like if you dropped MAGA on us, for, for example, um, we just be like oh yeah he's from that old comment that's all good um yeah or you know if they gave us like something that's from a previous comic to extend the storyline it it makes sense but that's another thing that i feel like the the overwatch team needs to work on before introducing overwatch 2 is like where are we in the story um how are these new heroes going to be coming into play and why um so yeah it's gonna be interesting if we have a new hero 
right now, I feel like once again, it is too early. They want to release a lot more when an Overwatch 2 drops. So they kind of need to space it out. If they release one in March, right? We're going to be expecting one later in July or August. And then the announcement of Overwatch 2 in November. Um, so essentially, it'd be we'd get two more heroes if there is one in March. That is my prediction. If we don't get one in March, we'll get one in like June or July. And then we'll have a bunch of heroes being dropped when Overwatch 2 comes out. Uh-huh. Okay. I can I can see that aspect. I think I do think March is a weird time to to drop a hero. I think the middle of the year would probably be better. Also cuz probably there's going to be more people available to play with like summer break and stuff. So there there's some also some stuff you wanted to to talk about this week. Oh yeah, for sure. Um so I've been really busy in the collegiate scene right now. There's not um there's just a lot of stuff going on at least in terms of like my weekends, but um, if you are on a college team, there is another opportunity for you uh, coming right around the corner. So get your team signed up. Um, UMG just signed a deal with the Collegiate Overwatch series to host an eight-week, um, an eight-week with eight teams competing uh, each week, and the winner will advance into the winners' round. Essentially, there's a scholarship um, of forty thousand um, dollars that will be handed out as kind of the prize pool. So there are, there's a lot of teams that are already signed up, um, but essentially it's an eight week series. That's going to have college teams playing um, and show off the, you know, the high level gameplay that college um, collegiate overwatch has. And coming from the scene, I am very excited a hundred percent on board with this. Um, I wonder if they need casters. Uh, I'd be down to cast these matches. Um, But for the most part, I'm just very excited that Overwatch, uh, the collegiate scene for Overwatch is getting a little bit of recognition and more organized play. So the only question that I have is like, is it going to be streamed? Is it just going to be like word of mouth? Um, Is it just going to be for the $40,000 scholarship prize pool? Um, where can we watch this essentially um, is the question that I have. But um, if you guys want to take a stab at it, go for it. Um, let me know. I'm totally down to watch these games. Um, and yeah, I'll, I'll be looking at these in the upcoming weeks. And if there's any big college names that come out, um, come out of it. Um, the next thing is that the TESPA Collegiate Varsity Series and the TESPA Collegiate Championships are have started uh, this week. So the Collegiate Championship Series is essentially if you have a college team, whether it's a club or an organization, or as long as you're tied to a college or have, you know, a college club going around, um, you are allowed to join these, um, allowed to join this. Um, it The signups for this season has already closed, but next semester will be open. Um you guys can essentially play uh, against other college teams, have kind of an organized play. Most of the games for these are hosted on Sundays. So if you have a Sunday available for your team, um, you guys could all get together, play against other schools, either their A or B team. Um, And overall, it's just good practice. This is actually where 
like I started out my competitive like collegiate life was through this TESPA championship series. Um, obviously, the B team wasn't as great as the A team. Um, the A team was actually is one of the top sixteen top sixteen teams in the nation. So, um, for the top part, what you want to get to is the collegiate. Um, Tespa Collegiate Varsity Series, where the top 16 teams, eight from the West Coast, eight from the East Coast, all battle it out in like a very tight, essentially like top of the line, like battle here. Um, Art U, the Academy of Art University got invited and I'm helping them out with a lot of their stuff. So I will be casting essentially all of their Collegiate Varsity Series matches. Uh, I did it last year as well. Ooh. Um, exciting it is it is exciting it's a lot of fun um and we also get to see some of the teams that we faced off uh in previous years and see how how much we've improved um so the next match if this comes out um before friday it is friday at 7 p.m pst if you decide to tune in it will be on the art U esports twitch page um i will be there casting that i think i'm solo casting it again so um I apologize if I can't switch switch the brain fast enough to go from one side to the other. But Art U's game is against Boise State. Um, they're a very strong team. They also have a very um, solid broadcast. So I, I give them credit for that as well. Um, so Art U, Boise State, 7 p.m. Uh, Friday, this Friday, uh, I will be there um, casting that. And if you miss the matches, uh, they will also be up on YouTube after after the fact and they will also be on twitch for a little bit of time as well um but if anybody has a college team or even a college club that wants to take a stab at this definitely sign up for the collegiate series um or the collegiate championships um next semester it is a great experience and there's also scholarship money involved if you happen to get up there so um that's always fun uh Another thing that I wanted to point out um, is not all of these players are going to be like top tier, but it is a good start of like where uh-huh. where you want to go. Um, it's just a good opportunity. Yeah, it's a great opportunity, and also um, I can I can mention this because I had firsthand experience and still have PTSD to this day. Um, I played in the college uh, championships when the first week when nobody was seated. And I ended up playing against Moth. Like, oh, it was not fun. Okay, like Moth is one of the scariest dudes to play in game. Um, and he's just like a tactical genius. Like playing against him was first of all like I was like, why is this Lucio giving me such a hard time? I I just want to play the game and he's like no you you want to stand here you stand over there now like you want to go here no you're going to you're going to have to not do that right now and I'm like okay uh this is not fun I like my team was just like a bunch of gold players too so playing against somebody like Moth was insane um the next one is that Blizzard recently I've had this issue too has been having latency and connection issues in terms of just keeping people connected um it's not just overwatch either it's also world of warcraft um it it happened in the america region uh 
pretty much a couple of days ago. It was yeah, it was on the second, which was uh, if I can math Monday. Um, there was a lot of just like lag spikes, uh, disconnections. Um, I got DC'd from a match, um, and we lost it that way. Um, a couple of my friends got DC'd, and it's just did that give you like lower SR because of it, or yes, does Blizzard it, is Blizzard aware? It, it does. So it gives you okay. The way how this works is if you let if you leave the match before the doors open or before like a minute in and you haven't fed a kill yet, then you get disconnected. And I think everybody in the lobby who isn't the one who disconnected doesn't take a hit to their SR. But the person who did has a 10 minute like cooldown period where they can't play competitive. Um, and then they also lose 50 SR. Um, so if you DC before the match even starts um, and you don't make it back before the gates open, you're essentially like screwed. Uh, it really sucks. Um, but that's how it is. Um, yeah. And then if somebody leaves after a minute or after feeding a kill, um, then they leave then it counts as a disconnect and everybody if you lose that game even if you have somebody disconnected uh everybody in that server or everybody who was on that team loses 25 sr so it still counts as like a loss um if somebody leaves on your team which really does suck um but these connection issues have been happening a lot more recently than it has before um so if anything uh play a couple quick play games uh make sure that your connection's 100 percent. and then if you get disconnected know that it's not your fault all the time it might be blizzard uh and you're not alone here it's happened to world of warcraft players as well so they're they're pretty mad um matt what, what is your take on like the way how sr is treated during um during a disconnect do you think that the players who are involved um the players who got disconnected should be the only ones who are punished or is should there be a leniency to each of these or i think that i i just don't like how if if there's a lever in general you're kind of screwed that's how a lot of my sr has really been tanking down in the uh the dregs of silver and gold uh i, I had my tank score and my healer score dropped from gold down into like the 17, 1800s just because I got so many. Not on top of the trolls who are purposely tanking their SR, I had a lot of levers. And there was one time, I've had a couple of days here where my power or my internet would cut out. And so that caused me to, to DQ from, I'm mean, a DC from a match. And, and that just tanked my SR even further. So, um, I don't think you can control you. There, I don't think there's a way to be able to tell whether or not you're intentionally leaving or you accidentally got disconnected. I think maybe you can have a leniency of maybe three leaves before you start losing SR. I don't think the people on your team should have to suffer a loss to their SR. I think the winning team just gets the SR boost, and then if you have a lever, you don't lose it. Yeah, I that, totally agree with take. that. Uh, it, it shouldn't penal. You shouldn't be able to penalize your teammates for losing a member. 
Um, you should give the other team a win, but don't penalize the other team. Um, I do understand. It's just insult to injury at that point. Like you, you're trying your best to win the match, and like you're already at a disadvantage. Plus, you get slapped with the the SR drop. That it's just not a fun time for anybody. It's why a lot of people are are rage quitting this game and not coming back because of bad experiences like this. Well, this has been an especially long news segment. Do we have anything else we want to add before we end this part of the podcast? Uh, no, not really. Um, just if you guys are enjoying the news or if you enjoyed listening to you know my voice, I will be on the Tespa Collegiate Varsity Series uh, match on Friday at 7. Um, I will be doing that, and then I'll let you know next week when my next match is because uh, it is a weekly series for that. Um, give a shout out to Christy. It is her birthday. She's the manager for uh, RU Esports and the support player for RU, uh, the main team. So happy birthday. Happy uh, birthday. We'll, we'll get you mochi and I'll pay for your Korean barbecue. You could hold me to that. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, it, it's just going to be a really interesting next couple of weeks. We'll see how the hero pools really affect uh, the way how we play, who we get, if it's different from what the league got. And then also, um, the the whole collegiate series if there's anything else that comes up i will i will let you guys know cool well thanks for listening to the news segment tune in for the gameplay segment where we're going to be talking about what happened in the outlaws homestand um then yeah uh we'll cast next week as well with the second washington justice homestand have a great rest of your week Next week, we cover the games for the second Washington Justice homestand. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you like what you hear, please like, rate, and subscribe to us on all your favorite podcast platforms and follow us on all social media at Believe in OWL. Questions or comments? Please send us an email at believeinowl at gmail.com. If you'd like to advertise with our show, please contact our network at believe.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.